0: So, uh, Dr. Moskovas, glad to see you and uh, would like to introduce you to our, to our um, auditorium. Um, you uh, present here the data on um, robotic uh, prostatectomy with uh, simultaneous hernia uh, um, repair mm-hmm. with mesh placement. And uh, I would like to ask you on your data... On your experience, on uh, do you have any any data experience uh, comparing mesh uh, placement with uh, just suturing the small hernia? How do you decide interoperatively where you place uh, the mesh or uh, where you can just uh, repair this by by uh, just suturing?
1: Perfect. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here with you guys, uh, Igor. Uh, it's a good section. So. Um, This study that we did, initially we had 450 patients, but we decided to select only the patients that had the follow-up in our center. So from shorting this, because some of these patients, they went outside, so we don't have the data, a correct data, we don't have a reliable data, let's say like this. So Mm -hmm. we only got the 244 patients that we did in our center. And the main indication, when, when we're talking to the patients, Sometimes in a physical examination or even in the CT scan, you can detect a hernia, ventral hernia, uh, uh, inguinal hernia, umbilical hernia. While you're detecting this, they usually have an appointment with the general surgeon, and then the general surgeon kind of work uh, with us. So they do the indication, and we're like two teams, and we work together in this regard. Okay. Uh, for inguinal inguinal hernia, we're we're doing the 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 inguinal hernia, because it's just dropping the the flap, it's pretty much the same, and then we're doing the hernias, but the other ones, the ventral hernias, or even the umbilical hernias that they need to do the mesh or anything like this, they're doing. Uh, Regarding your question in terms of suturing and placing mesh, we don't have this data because most patients, when we're repairing, we're putting mesh.
0: But what about those hernias which you detect on the CT scan, which are clinically inapparent?
1: Yes, we don't do it. We don't
0: do Even it. Even if you intraoperatively no, no, see that there no. is a.
1: Because in the US we, we have a strong thing with the consent. Okay. So in the intraoperative over there, we only will do what is in the consent. So if they consent, and for instance, if we're doing a hernia on the right side, mm-hmm. and we detected the same hole, the same size, the same defect on the left side.
0: You, and you will not.
1: If they don't do have it. the consent, we don't do. I'm, Even
0: if you see that uh, I'm in bowel or yes, uh, unless
1: or, it's something very like this, you have a bowel that you know that is going to affect the patient somehow. Then it's a different thing that you're going to have to ask the familiar to kind of amend the the consent. But we usually don't do that. We do we do exactly what is in the consent. Okay. And in in terms of detecting the mesh, the the hernia in the CT scan. And if the patient doesn't have any clinical signs or anything like this, we don't do anything unless the patient wants to do it, unless he has symptoms and has, he has, uh, has something in the physical examination.
0: So uh, almost all patients are initially scheduled for hernia and, yes, uh, exactly. repair and they receive MESH? Yes. And these inc- incidental findings yes. are not managed yeah. uh, during the same procedure. Yes.
1: The, the, the main, the constant, when we schedule our patients, we schedule, we put usually the easy patients at the beginning of the day. We usually, we're doing um, nine or ten a day, prostates in two rooms mm-hmm. uh, with Patel team. And we schedule this these cases for the end of the day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we know it's a uh, radical prostatecto- prostatectomy, plus inguinal hernia repair plus ventral hernia repair repair we have this in our schedule and then of course, if you have a look at the data, this is obviously we had an increased operative time in the court that had the, the hernia rep- repair because you need to do the flap. Of you course, need to of put course. everything. You this need to is cover obvious. The mesh. So it will take a little bit longer. In those patients, we, we leave it to, to the end of the day, but already scheduled for the, the hernia repair.
0: And which kind of mesh do you use in these patients? Uh... Uh,
1: usually the 3D, the, the Bard 3D, or the pro grip.
0: But you have to cover it by peritoneum. Yes,
1: yes. What don't...
0: about physio mesh? I mean, this is a mesh which is... Uh... Uh, approved for being used intraperitoneally yes. so, for example uh, in patients with a forbo- scheduled for robotic cystectomy yes. where you don't have the peritoneal flap to cover the mesh
1: this patient uh, this, uh, this uh, type of hernia we use for ventral hernias this type of mesh we use for ventral hernias not for inguinal hernias <laughs> it's a, a personal decision to be honest uh, but this one we put in uh, lapros- uh, laparoscopically we put that there's the insufflation balloon in the hernia and then you just cut inside and then you take everything out. This is the one that will be in mm-hmm. contact with the bowel. But even those uh, meshes in contact with the bowel, we have a lot of experience um, going in the abdomen, having the patients with anguloma um, uh, hernia repair. Previously, you have some bowel attached. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I have a lot of this videos. You have It's not a... But a, it's not an
0: issue, it's yes, not an issue like a complication exactly, that the patient Exactly you have
1: something you have something some sequelae or, No no it's totally different than a, a, pro, a propylene mesh mesh yeah, yeah, if you put yeah, over there yeah. It will stuck in a way that the patient will because have Because during
0: robotics to stick to me if I have to to repair hernia I use physio mesh
1: uh-huh, yes yes uh-huh. then
0: I don't have to care about Yes the, exactly
1: yeah, uh, but that, this.
0: Peritoneal, uh, yeah. covering of this. But
1: uh, anyway, the only thing that uh, takes a little bit longer is that the type of flap that we're doing, instead of uh, running on the sides of mm-hmm. the ligaments that we're doing, we open a little bit wider. Yeah. Of That's course. the thing. Of course. And at the end, uh, we just put some suture that is something fast to do. Mm-hmm. You just a uh, running suture with. Um, uh, Quill or even V-lock, V-lock 3.0. Mm-hmm. We just do a really suture, and, it's and that's quick. it. But it's yeah. a good question. It's a personal opinion, I yeah. think, uh, to be honest.
0: Uh, have you ever encountered some uh, intraoperative issues uh, precluding uh, hernia um, re- uh, repair by mesh uh, for, for for the scheduled patients? I mean some higher risk for bleeding postoperatively, mm. or if the anastomosis is uh, a little bit uh, not that tight as you hope.
1: To be honest, I don't remember uh, uh, having this um, in, in, in my experience there. I've, I've been here within like four years, like more than 5,000 cases. I don't remember seeing patients like this that we didn't know. This patient was scheduled. Perhaps it's not a good idea to put because mm-hmm. all procedures were really straightforward. Unless um, this is something that I don't remind in our data. And to be honest, in my personal experience, unless we have a patient, for instance, salvage prostatectomy, those are the patients that we, we won't uh, put a mesh over there. Because those are the patients that will naturally have uh, chances of complications of Having some problems in the anastomosis, uh, or having some uh, uh, um, bowel injury, rectal injury that you're gonna recognize only in five uh, five days after yeah, surgery. Course, course. So those patients we don't we, we kind of don't put. I don't remember in my experience. So Dr. Patel can have in his in his head some some patients, but I don't remember putting mesh in this patient. You because, would not
0: like any additional uh, yes issues there. With, yes, uh, the thing is it's adhesions not adhesions or something yes, else. Yes, exactly.
1: The thing is not that the mesh is like uh, problematic in contact with the urine, Um, that's what I, I put in my paper, it's not that the urine will not affect anything. My point is that the procedure has a short percentage of complications of leakage or something like this, so it's safe to put, at least in our experience.
0: And that's the last question because we are running out of time. Um, when you perform uh, umbilical hernia mm-hmm, repair, mm-hmm. do you uh, p- perform a higher placement of the trochas to, to reach this area?
1: What we usually try to do, we, we usually try to get, the, for instance, you palpate the vertice of the, the hernia over there. Mm-hmm. We usually try to put the trocar right in the top vertice. Of the, of the hernia, so we can expand, while, while we're open to retrieve the prostate, we can use the hernia to kind of expand.
0: But you repair eat. the hernia by the open approach, then retrieving yes, the... Yes. Yeah, that was my question, because yeah, we're, yeah. I exactly. thought you do like some kind of eye palm. Nah. you know, intraperitoneal, only mesh. We go simple. We
1: do it simple. <laughs> you okay. just put it over there and then put the choker open on top of the choker and we're done.
0: We, as surgeons, are urologic surgeons, are simply tricky.
1: Yeah, we're we <laughs> just a methodics. That's it.
0: Thanks so much. It was Thank a great you, thanks a
1: lot, guys. Congrats for the, the podcast and your program. It was a great pleasure to be here. Okay?
0: Thank you.